Hello and welcome back to the ECA Belfast podcast, the show that you want to be listening to if you want to level up in any part of the fitness industry, whether you're a client in a gym, a coach, an aspiring coach or a gym owner, you're going to get some value out of this one. How you doing, Andrew? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I think uh, what we need to do, though, before we kick this episode off, it's going to be an absolute blender, I think. Before we kick this episode off, we need to have a, a word from our sponsors. We actually had someone reach out to us through the week and wanted to sponsor the, the show. Are you ready? Yeah? Yeah, mate. Shoot. Okay. Shoot. Uh, I think Dazzler's in charge of playing that clip. It's definitely not me. <laughs> Coming to a beach near you this summer. Have you been working on your pectoral muscles and want to show them off? <laughs> <laughs> Insert apparel <laughs> company here. Hybrid Academy. Yeah, Hybrid Academy. Gonna get the boys sorted John, out. John, sort the boys out. Yeah. Show off them ditty gains. <laughs> and the best apparel in the planet. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So, so on that note, let's kick off the episode then. Oh, Do you want to introduce uh, the idea and the concept behind this one today? Yeah, Steve-o, uh, get your myth out. Get your myth get out. Get your myth out. So we're going to be chatting a wee bit about some fit. Darn, Darn's, Darn's near dead here. <laughs> he needs to be worked with. He needs, needs work on. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be chatting a wee bit about um, some fucking crazy fitness myths. Uh, we've had it. We've actually had a really good response to this one. Man, I don't I, know whether to be shocked or fucking I, happy. No, I, I'm delighted that we got so much of a response. But it's mad that like we asked, okay, have you any questions or any topics that you want us to talk about? And there was a couple of things came through, like we talked about Christor's question there on the yeah. last one. And then as soon as we talked about, you know, like, well, we're going to be busting and talking about some myths. Have you got any that you've experienced over, you know, your time within the fitness industry as a client or whatever? And the number of messages we got. Oh, Jesus. I, I, I've actually had a good laugh at the ones I got today. Yeah. Like they've brought some memories back. So, so mad. Stupid shit. Like, what are we going to do? What way are we working this? We're just going to bomb through them and explain why some of them are crap. Yeah, and I well, think some of them are just going to be pure yeah. quick fire. Just go, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think some of them, like, it, it can be left to you, like, if you believe it, I'm worried for you. Yeah. Um, some of them. But yeah, there's probably some of them that we do need to, to sort of debunk. Um, but yeah, do you do you wanna do you wanna fire one out first, mate? Yeah, I think one of the, one of the first ones that actually came through on my Instagram was um, only starting on a Monday, or you know, yeah. the, the the idea that you you can't miss a Monday. Oh fuck, I hate that one. It annoys me. What what happens if you're not about on a Monday? Like they, uh, it was like what? So I have to wait until next week then? No, next Monday. Just miss yeah. the the other like what? Six, six days, days. and uh, absolutely was it you the other week you can you can pass me on a friday and went, imagine starting your monday on a friday i know <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, just whatever happened the week got away from me and i just started my training week on a friday and i was like well at least i started it yeah at least you did something that's the main like, thing you, you did something about it yeah i think that comes in that go ho go hard or go home mentality doesn't it yeah you need to fuck yourself up every a, day that's another bullshit one as well i think that came through too go hard or go home go hard or fuck go it. home or no pain and no gain Aye. Like if you're going into the gym and absolutely brutalizing yourself to the point where you can't sit on the toilet the next day. I mean, it happens from time to time, but if that's your main goal and objective <laughs> or measure of how good or effective a workout is, you need to sort your life yeah, out. you need to have a chat with yourself in the mirror. Mm. Although I remember one of our clients, um, I'll, I'll not name him, but he had said to me before, treat, treat training 
like like an alcoholic treats alcoholism. You know, they'll which sounds mad, but bear with me. Mm. They they'll just keep drinking so they never get a hangover. So if you just keep training, you'll never get doms. That was his philosophy in training anyway, which is fucking just stupid. all kinds of no. <laughs> Well, that's right. Okay, it's it's going to be easy for us to kind of just dismiss things and say, no, it's stupid. No, it's stupid. But let's let's talk about that. Go go harder. Go home. Or the idea of you know, if you're not sore, you didn't do a decent enough yeah. workout. So, give me a wee bit of an explanation as to why you think that's his poor advice. Because the people think that whenever you're you're in the gym, you know, slinging tin, as I like to say. Mm. That's where the the growth is happening. Darn shaking his head again. He loves that. Where where that's that's where the growth is happening. That's where the development's happening. It's actually not. It's where the damage is happening. So that's where you're actually breaking down tissue and breaking down muscle tissue, and it's the recovery. So what you're doing when you're not in the gym, i.e., you know, maybe eating good quality food, chilling out, focusing on some rest, and trying to get it get your nervous system into that sort of rest and digest. That's where the actual growth and development happens. That's where the body adapts and that's where it starts to repair any tissue that's been damaged. So if you're training seven days a week and you're trying to butcher yourself seven days a week and then after maybe three weeks going, why did I get injured or why do I have a cold or why am I fucked? Mm. It's because you're not letting the body actually recover and heal. And the, the, you? the other thing is as well, like, it, I mean, <clears throat> for the same reason as yourself as recovery, like you're only as good as your your recovery mm. um let's say for example you go in on a monday like i i love full body workouts mm. okay yeah. i love i love that kind of training where you're you know you're focusing on overall volume and you're maybe hitting body parts two to three times a week rather than just hitting it all on one day like chest day on a monday or whatever yeah like you can have chest day on a monday wednesday and a friday if you just program it right yeah yeah um get the same response over the course of the week and Kind of like we were talking about your doms and aching and sore. I suppose we should clarify what doms are. People are maybe listening to this and going, what the hell's a fucking dom? Uh, people, are, know, people are getting the other one. What get a dom is. We're not going down that route. Not going down that route. Delayed onset <laughs> muscle soreness. Yeah. So it's basically whenever you do exercise and your muscles are aching and sore. You know, when people yeah. you know, get sore legs from doing squats and stuff like that. That's basically what doms is. So, you know, if you've got chest day on a Monday and your chest is so sore that if you were to come in on Wednesday, you couldn't do press ups or you couldn't do dumbbell pressing or something. Yeah. Then you're 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 useless. Yeah, your your body doesn't just have a day where you only use your upper body. Your body doesn't have a day where it only uses its lower half. Yeah. So why would your workouts do that? Do you know what I mean? Like you should be, able, you're not going to go to a flight of stairs and go, oh, I can't walk up those stairs because I walked up them yesterday. Yeah. I can't squat today because I squatted on Monday. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Like I can't, I can't squat down to pick the kids up. Why? Ah, oh, fucking brutalize my legs there on Monday. Like Aye. what? Are you no. mental? No, like there's, there's the idea of overtraining. And I mean, there's probably something to that. But I think the the problem there is more of under recovery rather than overtraining. Yeah, yeah. Because I get that people enjoy being in the gym. Like we've got clients that just enjoy being here and doing something. And I would say that to them, you know, like that's okay. Come in and do something, but you don't need to come in and fuck yourself up. Like that means if you're coming in and hitting the mobility session and trying to make adaptations that way, or, you know, working on your pull-ups or doing some skill work or whatever it is there, like that's... That's still training. 
but it's not brutalizing yourself. Yeah. Because there are different branches to training and like skill work, mobility, rehab, whatever it is, like you can still, that that is still training the body to adapt to a stimulus, which yeah. is essentially what you're doing. Yeah. You, you want to be able to continuously make steps towards progress rather than constantly digging a ditch that you have to climb out of. Yeah. Through recovery. Yeah. And I think me and you've been there a lot over the years. Yeah. hundred percent. Like we wouldn't be given this kind of a background and we wouldn't be, I mean, we're kind of poking fun at the, the, the myths and stuff here as well, but we wouldn't be willing to do that if we hadn't made the mistakes. Yeah. Cause we've probably done some of them and believe some of them at one point, some uh, of them, no, cause it's common sense, but some of them, probably 90% of them we've done or been involved in or seen happen. So that's kind of why we're poking a wee bit of fun at it. Yeah. It's, it's lighthearted. Banter. It is lighthearted and it is all just the kind of, I mean, if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Exactly. That's what I always think, you know exactly. what I mean? Like we've done some of the stupid stuff and our aim is to try and help as many people as possible and help them avoid some of the needless mistakes that we may have made yeah. Yeah. in the past. I want to make fitness easy for everyone. Make it fun. Make it fun. You don't have to be like a pro bodybuilder. Brutalize yourself seven days a week. Absolutely not. But if you want to be like that, it's cool. Yeah, you work I'm not, away. And not judge. You work away. I just like food too much. Do you want to <laughs> pick a, an, another one then for us? Yeah, mate. I'll have a look at the extensive fucking list that we have here. Um, I have to say this one. Hill sprints give you fat knees. Hill sprints <laughs> give you fat knees. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know I, I know no it just came to me I know exactly where to start with this one because I stopped doing hill I used to do hill sprints all the time yeah loved them it was great and nah, bastards I know but now that I've stopped doing hill sprints I've actually gotten fatter knees so maybe it's the <laughs> be, <laughs> it's it's probably the exact opposite yeah hill sprints give you fat knees maybe it's the swelling Maybe there's something deeper going yeah, on that you've got some swelling on. in the knees. Maybe but that's I, could, that, I would get that looked at. But maybe that's where that came from. No, I, I, I don't I, think I need to debunk that one too much. No, I think that one's just pure mental. Yeah. Um, if, you're, if your knees are expanding <laughs> in any way, shape or form after doing hill sprints or any kind of, you know, intense workout, um, yeah. I would... You know, consult give, a, yeah. a physician of some sort. Give me a shirt because that's an interesting study. I'd like to yeah, <laughs> take dig a look deep into, into that. that. One. Yeah. Um one one of the ones that came on my Instagram was about I think it's like thermic foods. So mm, yeah, yeah a, a message it was uh I mean, I don't think the person does this or believes in it or anything like that, so they won't make me kind of match them. So it was Tommy who trains in yeah, the gym yeah. and uh, I messaged them afterwards and I was like, is, is this the idea that I think it's cucumber, you know, cucumber, you use more calories to digest cucumber than the actual calories that are in cucumber. Yeah. So you're burning calories by eating cucumber. Yeah. That was the big thing with protein. Right. Remember that was like why high protein, because obviously that's why high protein and the, that the thermogenic, the thermogenic the food. Yeah. I think that's where that kind of came from, but mm. I mean, naturally, the fitness industry fucking butchered it. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's so much, there's so much information. There, someone has latched on to a piece of information in order to kind of push an agenda in some way, shape, or form. There, are they selling cucumbers? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, Tommy, reach out if it was a greengrocer who told you that piece <laughs> of information. <laughs> we need to, we need to find out what's going on there. Uh, it doesn't sound right at all yeah, to me. It doesn't me. sound right at all. No, it, like 
the idea of calories in, calories out, um, yeah. as a very yeah. kind of bog standard approach towards, you know, whether you gain weight or lose weight or, yeah. you know, if you're in a calorie deficit, which means you're eating less calories than your body uses mm-hmm. on a daily basis, then that makes you in a, a calorie deficit. You're going to lose weight. Yeah. If you're in a calorie surplus, which is eating more calories than your body requires um, for the, the amount of movement or the activity that you do, then you're going to gain weight. And then maintenance is kind of, as it says on the tin, if you're eating the exact amount of calories that you require, then your, your weight's going to stay the same. Yeah. There, there's no instance that I would know of that there's a kind of food that if you eat it, you will burn calories. I'm going to challenge that. Go. I had a, is it a fucking Carolina Reaper paste before that I took a spoonful of? And I think I lost about four kilo after after eating that. that, That's the only food I can think of. That was pure water weight. Uh, Fucking more. Something else. It was coming out of your pores. It was, we'll not go any further where it was... Well, not going any further where else it might have been coming out of, but it definitely wasn't through the food itself, burning calories or burning fat cells in your body. No, man, it definitely got warmer. Like <laughs> The thermogenic effect of food was through the roof. I had to get myself a face cloth and cool myself down a bit. I think we stand outside in the rain. Oh, man. <laughs> no. Myth, myth debunked. Myth debunked. Yeah. There's, there's one from one of the clans here that says um, about the idea of I, th- I think it's particularly to do with women because it was a uh, yeah. m- uh, female who messaged then um the idea of weightlifting making you bulky what are your thoughts around that fucking wish that was the case i've been lifting weights for 14 years and i'm still not bulky no you're like, fucking building like a big there's, there's 14 year old russian wee girls running about here me, yeah yeah it's fucking shit I, w- I wish that was the case but yeah no i mean I think that came from, it was just something years ago, like female bodybuilders. Mm. You know, people probably seen that sort of stuff and went, no, I don't. Which, it, you it, know, it probably wasn't the female bodybuilders who were probably seeing body bodybuilding, bodybuilding just in, in general, general just, yeah. and, and saying, you know, well, those guys lift weights. So therefore, if I lift weights, I will look like, look like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, wish that was the case. But like, I, I think it was just probably a misconception. They got blown out of proportion. Mm. And then, you know, in, I don't know whether it was companies trying to sell things or whatever, but they'll take an agenda, they'll, they'll take a marketing thing and try and force you to buy something on emotion by making you f- feel a, a certain way. Mm. So, you know, whether it was them trying to sell an ad machine, they'd be like, oh, do you not want to look bulky? And then it was like, you know, buy our ad oh, machine or here's, whatever. Here's another, another perspective on it, maybe. So let's say you're a marathon runner and mm. that's your chosen sport. Um, if you do a lot of training, gearing towards running a marathon, then your nutrition is probably going to back that up yeah. in terms of, you know, your progress and actually wanting to perform well and stuff like that. So with those things combined, you will probably look like a marathon, marathon runner, runner, the yeah. way that a marathon runner looks. Yeah. If you are a swimmer, I know that there's the kind of talk about, you know, genetics and like shoulder width and all that there kind of stuff with, with swimmers and stuff. But if you 
play water polo or you're a, a swimmer or something like that there and you do a lot of swimming and you eat to perform like a swimmer yeah you will probably find yourself looking like someone who should be a swimmer or a rugby player who plays rugby eats yeah. to perform at rugby so the idea isn't that it's the weights that are making you bulky yeah it's how you're fueling your performance what your goal is what you're actively working towards because there's girls who go on stage uh bikini competitors yeah there's one i can't remember is it called lifestyle or something like that or i can't remember but there's another one as well and they all lift weights but to look at them they're they're not bulky yeah you know what i mean yeah. they're slim they're wearing bikinis um you know, it's it's not the kind of bodybuilding, grotesque kind of muscle and mass yeah. that you would probably initially think of when you think, I lift weights, I'm going to get big, I'm going to get bulky kind of yeah. thing. Going back to what you said to me about, you know, it coming from fellas, like females thinking they're going to look like a fella, mm. like, and you mentioned in genetics, genetically you can't because of the testosterone difference between a male and a female. As in, like, the potential to build tissue. They're just a game from, like, not to get too sciencey, but, mm. like, you, females even who lift weights, you know, like ollie lifters or crossfitters or whatever, they look bulky on camera. But if you're actually going to meet them in person or if you were to get speaking to them, it's not like they're walking about, like, Arnie or Lou Ferrigno or, yeah. you know, somebody who's huge. Yeah. And, and, on, and on another <laughs> point as well, like, again, genetics, body shape, we were just talking about those, you know, like ollie lifters or maybe even the CrossFit kind of guys. Like they're strong, strong, fit individuals and stuff. But like your height and the length of your limbs, yeah, all that has a, a part to play in the the shape that your muscles will take, depending on your training and your nutrition. Like yeah. I said, but if you're long, if you've long legs, if you've long arms and stuff, like it's it's going to be harder to look bulky whenever you've got a longer limb. That's why I look so skinny, by the way. I'm just going. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's say that. Well, that's probably why my biceps are humongous. I've got wee short arms. That's why I say to PJ anyway. That's why his arms look so big. Because he's got wee T-Rex arms. <laughs> T-Rex arm, PJ. Roar. Love him. His wee cotton socks. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, it does, like going back to that, because I know that is obviously a big topic at the minute, you know, females lifting weights or not lifting weights or whatever. Like, genuinely the best thing you can give yourself is to be strong and how you're going to do that is lift weights yeah. you're not going to get big you're not going to get bulky whatever it, whatever your fear is like if anything you're going to get strong and being strong is the fucking best gift you can give yourself yeah yeah there's there's nothing there's nothing quite like like i've i've done a photo shoot and stuff before i've got myself very lean down to pretty low i wouldn't yeah. say ridiculously low body fat percentages visible abs you know in my eyes i looked well yeah and that felt good um but i don't think anything has felt better than when i lifted uh 200 and something kilos on a deadlift yeah um that that feeling was far better and far more rewarding than you know how, how you look yeah so just to your point there as you were saying like there's there's nothing better than feeling strong and performing well. Yeah. I think that's the best thing you can have for that. Yeah. Um, another fitness myth then? Yeah. I think maybe off the back 
of this then is the, the, the idea that, you know, you probably find people coming into the gym. I want to lose weight around my stomach mm. or I just want to reduce. How do you, how do I go around losing the, the fat on my arms or yeah. the back of my leg or, you know, this idea of spot reduction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a bit of a joke about it on my Instagram story whenever we were, t- you know, putting that question box out about, you know, tell us your myths and stuff. Yeah. It was, you know, if you do endless amounts of sit-ups, you're going to lose b- belly fat. And it's not the case. Yeah. It's leading into another myth or maybe another misconception where it's like, I, I just want to turn my fat in the muscle or I don't need to build muscle. I just need the tone. Yeah. One of those kind of things is yeah. like, okay, well, what do you, what do you think your body's made up of and how is it made up? And like, I mean, not everyone has done anatomy Yeah. or, yeah. Or, or have a, a good understanding of that. But the way the way that it works is that your your body usually holds, I'm going to just generalize here. Yeah. I don't really like to generalize, but generally speaking, in my experience, people often hold weight around their midsection. Yep. Around their tummy, love handles, all that kind of carry on. And that's the case for me. Yeah. Um. Usually first place on and last place off. Mm-hmm. Whenever it comes to putting on weight, it's usually one of the first places it goes to. And when it comes off, it's usually one of the last places that it comes off. The idea of doing endless amount of sit-ups, if I turn it on its head a little bit and we go, okay, well, we're doing loads and loads of squats or we're doing loads of bench press because we want to build the muscle in our legs. I want, you know, I want a bigger chest and I want to look a certain way. Okay, so why is that principle not exactly the same whenever you're asking me about abs? Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're you're training your abs. Yeah. The muscle there will grow and will have a response and will build and maybe get bigger. They're, they're small muscles anyway, so the size and how much they will actually... How dense they know, are, yeah. How, how not, dense yeah. they'll get is, you know, we'll not get into that. But... In the same respect, if you have a layer of fat on top of yeah. your abs, all that's going to do is a muscle that is underneath fat, if that muscle grows, will then just further push the fat, fat out. Yeah. out. Yeah. So it's not a case of doing loads of sit-ups to work your abs loads and loads of times because that's just going to push the fat further out, even if they were to get massive yeah. by whatever means. You know what I mean? Um, The idea is, yes, you can train your abs. We do it a lot. Um, indirectly yeah. through, you know, compound movements like deadlifting, squatting, all those kind of things. You can do it directly with the likes of things, uh, sit-ups, crunches, planking, all that kind of carry on. What's going to be the main factor there is, as we talked about earlier on, a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. Consistently over time to reduce the amount of body fat that you hold. Yeah. So that whenever you are working your abs, they will be more visible through the lack of fat, not for the lack of muscle. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. That, yeah. It's always a big one, you know, people saying about getting abs and stuff too, um, in the gym. And I think they don't realize how little body fat they need. That they actually see. They actually see 
some sort of visible abs. Mm. And and what you're saying, you know, when you train them, they do become, you know, a little bit more prominent and, and you they start to grow mm-hmm. like any muscle will. But in order for you to have like visible abs, like, you know, Instagram abs, it's like you have to live like a monk. You know, you, you can't enjoy yourself. We've both been there. Yeah. And there are some people genetically, you know, we know plenty of them who are naturally leaner, who have abs all year round or whatever. They have their own gripes with training and things they struggle with. But like to have actual visible abs, it needs, like you need a very, very thin layer of, of fat yeah. there yeah. and, and pretty dense tissue. Yeah. For you to have like visible abs. Yeah. And then it comes into the the conversation of weighing things up. You know, how important yeah. is it actually for you to have abs? Um especially if you live here, you're never gonna see them. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably not see them apart from the week or two weeks that we had decent enough weather yeah. there just past. But apart from that, you're not gonna be walking around with your t shirt off a hell of a lot of the time. Unless you're on Castle Street. I will maybe the gym is. Yeah. Um <laughs> and and probably the the trade off for getting them is at the expense of social yeah events yeah going out with your friends all that kind of stuff I mean I don't advocate doing it every single weekend and stuff if you've got a particular fitness goal of dropping some weight but at the same time you gotta you gotta live do you know what I mean so yeah some people do really really want to have abs and by all means work away it's your goal nobody else's and you can do whatever the fuck you want to do yeah. with your life. You just have to know that to have that, you have to give up and sacrifice certain oh, things. A lot. You yeah. have to, to have a very, very specific goal. Like you were saying about having a specific body fat percentage. Yep. You must get specific with your training, with your nutrition. Yeah. And it's like down to the point of weighing how much fucking milk you're putting in your coffee. Yeah. It's like those things that like, I know I don't like doing, you know, and again, there are certain things you can do that you may have what, you know, some sort of half decent looking abs, Mm -hmm. but it's, if you want that sort of eight pack, six pack, you know, veins and and all that shit, like again, Instagram abs, like, do you really need them? What are you, what are you doing it for? Who are you doing it for? If you're doing it just to do it, say you've done it, cool. But to keep that and maintain that, like, you're going to have a pretty fucking miserable life in my opinion anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go on to another Another one. Since we're on the same sort of vein here, um, there was one about fasted cardio. Ah, yeah. Fasted cardio being what more superior for Mm. fat loss loss. than fed or what's the fuel fuel cardio cardio, or just cardio. That was just the fitness industry fucking taking something and running with it again yeah if i mean even if you had the most accurate piece of equipment like a heart rate monitor or some sort of way to tell you exactly just how many calories you burned or used during a particular cardio uh session if you have 2000 calories to eat Mm -hmm. and you do your fasted cardio before you eat any of them there's no difference than whenever you have like a thousand of them 
do your workout and then have the remainder of your your yeah. calories after your session like the, the the expenditure and the intake is exactly the same regardless yeah. if you do it at the start of the day or after and actually what you want to think of is your own performance quality like yeah, yeah so is it a case that you do faster cardio but you can't put out as much energy because you're hungry mm. you've got no energy so what you have to do is you know hang over the top of a treadmill or a stairmaster and just walk yeah. as slowly as possible for a half an hour or do you want to have some meals in you so that when you go to your cardio machine you can do it a little bit quicker maybe not as long or i don't know you just you feel better whenever you've had a meal sometimes yeah. i feel if i eat I don't think I'm going to train so well, so I'll just I'll just train without. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I train after I've eaten, yeah. and it feels so so much better. And it's just about whatever suits you. Whatever, yeah, whatever you're feeling. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't I don't think there's a, a, a massive benefit one or the other. Completely up to you. How yeah. do you perform best? What's the best result that you get? Try it and see. Yeah, just just see what works. I mean, for me, like going back to what you say, it, it changes. But if it's early in the morning and there's some cardio involved, I'll not eat because I don't want to be standing eating at 6, 7 a.m. Yeah. If it's later in the evening, I need to eat before it because I've had a full day. Yeah. But there's no superior way of burning calories. Yeah. Like people forget that the body is very fucking smart and efficient. Mm. And whether you've calories in externally or not or whatever, mm -hmm. the body is going to utilize energy in the easiest form that it can, whether you've taken on food or whether it's stored fat or whatever, but it's not like, it's not, you know, the body doesn't work like a bank, you know, even though it's described as a bank and that's again, just for us to rationalize it and make it easy, but it's not like the body's going, oh, they haven't eaten food. So I'm just going to take a little bit of this fat deposit here and, I'm going to turn it back into glycogen and then I'm going to use it. Like, it doesn't work like that. The body's going to just go, I need energy and I'm just going to take it from fucking somewhere. Yeah. Like, that. that's just, just get, how it get works. Get me through this. Whether it's you underperforming then, because it's like, oh, fuck, if they push it too hard here, like... I need to not die. I need to not die. That's basically what your body's doing on a daily basis, is going, I need to not die today. And it sounds mad and morbid, but that's how the brain works. Mm. So whether you're doing fasted cardio or you know, fuel cardio or whatever, the body is pretty adaptable. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to figure shit out for you. There's no one, it's, like it's not, one's not superior. It's, it's the same with any kind of training, I suppose. Like it, like there's, there's no one rule. And we talked about it very quick, very quickly. And, and maybe the introduction, it's like, yeah. have a tool belt, have things that you can do, try, throw away, and have something up your sleeve rather than just relying on something. As as many bows to your string as you possibly can have. Yeah, exactly. Just give it a go, try it out, see what works for you. How do you best perform? And if it is on fast, the cardio, fair play to you. If yeah. it's after a meal, fair play to you. Yeah. Yeah, big time. I think on that, just talking about food and stuff. I got one from a good friend of mine, Adam. Um, Me and him trained together years ago and done some stupid shit in... Mm -hmm. He not mind me saying this like but he always he I genuinely always asks me really good questions but he got one because he's been taking creatine again lately yeah um he's been trying to get back into the gym and stuff but somebody had said to him that creatine is basically steroids <laughs> right it's the same same thing as steroids right and i was like ah oh, jesus now lucky he 
he kind of he kind of just said it because he knows the podcast is coming up and stuff. He knows it's not like mm. he's, he's quite clued in. Um, but what's what's your take on that? Create creatine's basically steroids. Um, well, <coughs> the one thing that makes them like immediately different is that he can't walk into the shop into a supplement shop. Or maybe well, maybe maybe some of them will not say anything. Depends but, on the supplement shop, <laughs> but um. No, you can't just walk in and buy it off a shelf. Yeah, you don't go in and just go, can I have one steroids, please? Uh, it's, it's not illegal. It's been <laughs> researched. It's is it? It's, it's, probably, the, it's the most researched supplement. Yeah, the most researched supplement, the most trials on yeah. humans and all that kind of stuff. Um, I got into all the details and stuff on it, but it's to help with performance and, yeah. you know, delivering nutrients, I think, to the, the, the muscle and stuff. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's not a steroid. Like, if you like... Again, I've taken creatine on and off for ages. Most of the time when I've taken it off, it's like, you know, you get these people who are saying maybe about, you know, cycling supplements mm. and, you know, it's like, no, I just forgot to take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, it wasn't Habit the, building, it, Stephen. It, yeah, it wasn't the... What about your wee tablet box in the morning? I know. <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't through any, like mad deep reason as to why i stopped taking creatine it was i literally put it in the back of a cupboard one day and forgot to take it the next and and then you go back and it's like a brick in the bottom of the bag yeah yeah or the tablets are like fucking horse tranquilizers they're like bullets they're so so huge i had to cut them up into threes to take them when i was taking creatine that's ridiculous if well yeah well in in terms of supplements and stuff like we can't be blanket given you know recommendations as to what to take and what yeah, not to yeah. take and stuff like if you want more information maybe send us a message yeah, on we'll, instagram i'll happily talk to you about give it, us yeah. a, give us a bit of a background about your current situation yeah. we'll probably point you in the direction of a couple of articles or a couple of studies that you might want to look at yeah, yeah. but no it's not steroids if it was you wouldn't be able to bat across the the counter at a, a supplement shop yeah. you wouldn't be able to get it delivered to your door by amazon You'd be grand. Yeah, be grand. you'd be sweet. Yeah. yeah, you'd be sweet. And there was another one Adam asked. Um, it's actually a good topic because it's a big one in the industry at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, he had asked about... Hold on, I'll actually get this up because the way he worded it's quite specific. He, he, well, he says he thinks it's bullshit, but saw a guy weight lo- saying weight loading with bad posture isn't actually harmful. Um, basically what he's getting at, like I've seen a couple of things, you know, with a slight round in your T-spine and deadlifting, it's not actually a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there's a slight maybe deviation in your squat, it's not a bad thing, which I agree with mm-hmm. because like, I'm a firm believer. There's no such thing as like good and bad movement. There's trained and untrained. Yeah. Like, prepared and underprepared. Prepared and underprepared. Yeah. Like there's guys that I know and follow on Instagram that can do stupidly crazy, like box jump with a rolled ankle. Mm-hmm. Like they you'd look like they would snap their leg, but they're fine. Mm-hmm. And again, it's cause it's trained. Yeah. They, they've prepared the body for it they, they just haven't well they didn't just wake up that day and go i think i'm gonna try and jump up on their box and land on the side of my ankle yeah yeah they've, they've trained for for months maybe years to get to that point so you know even with a rounded back and deadlifting massive topic in the industry my argument is jefferson curl if you don't know what a jefferson curl is google it yeah but it's basically rounding your back under load yeah and it's preparing the body for that yeah the, the, the reason for neutral spine cues in yeah. a gym is yeah. because you're dealing with general pop mm-hmm. and usually with general pop there is mobility issues going on there they're underprepared for you know deadlifting with a yeah. rounded back and stuff like that so that's why you would have you know 
neutral spine cues. Yeah. You would, you know, make sure everything's engaged before you start the lift. Yeah. It's always a big topic that comes up with the students because even neutral spine, like I fucking hate using that mm. because if you look, when you say neutral, neutral spine, people think straight line. Yeah. They think of like a bean pole yeah. for your spine. If you look at the anatomy of the spine, it's, it's a series of S's. Yeah. It's not just a straight line. It's not a straight line. So even there, if you look at the upper back, which most people now are talking about, mm -hmm. having a slight round and it being okay, it is naturally rounded. Yeah. Even in extension, even when, you know, you hear your... your it's still rounded. Yeah, you it's hear that It's just now in extension. It's just now in extension. You hear that cue of, no, 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 show your T-shirt off, you know, extend a T-spine or whatever your PT's squealing at you. Naturally, it's still a slight round. And so long as the vertebrae don't move, as in your spine doesn't start to flex under load and the lower back take the brunt of that load, it's okay to have a slight round on it. Mm -hmm. It's completely fine. Yeah. Everyone's structure is different. Yeah. Like I know, I know, and again, there's a, a, that other topic of knees over toes. It's a massive and a topic in the squat. That's fine. Knees over toes is fine. As long as you're trained. Yeah. Like my ankles are ridiculous. Like my knees go way over my toes mm -hmm. and it's not like my knee just turns to dust. Like I'm, I'm trained for that. So I don't think there's good and bad posture in the gym. I think that there, there's trained and untrained. Yeah. So as long as you're prepared and you're moving. And for me, a good posture is a moving posture. So as long as you're moving and you're prepared and the body can deal with the input, then have at it. Yeah. You're sweet. And it, it takes, it takes time, not only as a, a person who's coming in and trying to train, but also as a coach to recognize and learn how the individual trains and how yeah. prepared they are or how underprepared they are. It takes time to do that. You, yeah. you know, you have to, because everybody moves differently. Kind of like we were talking about, you know, performance fed or unfed, you know, like yeah. it's each person has a, a different body. Although we all have, you know, the, the idea of the scalp and we all move differently. We all have different mobility. Yeah. You know, even, even the way people's hips work yeah like as a, a structure yeah do you know what i mean like one person's hip and another person's hip can be completely dif different mm. and it's not just a mobility thing it's an actual physical structure, structure the, the structural yeah. difference yeah, yeah, yeah so it takes time to learn okay well maybe that person just moves this way yeah and then let's prepare that because we have an idea in the gym of what a, a, an efficient i'll say an efficient movement looks like mm -hmm. you know what an efficient squat looks like what an efficient deadlift or a bench or whatever depending on the reasoning like we'll talk about strength you know if it's a powerlift and squat or whatever but if you've got an idea of what it should kind of look like and then i always say allow for a little bit on either side yeah you know if there is a slight round in their upper back is there any pain or they're they gonna blow their back out no have at it you're okay you know, if they're shifting a wee bit to the right or left on their squat, it's probably because they favor that leg. Yeah. It's both legs are working. Yeah. You know, it's not going to kill them. Yeah. And, and you're, you're never going to have complete balance. You know, if you're talking about symmetry and stuff under yeah. our symmetry of movement, you know, it's, it's never going to be completely equal. Yeah. The There's, body's naturally asymmetrical. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's never going to be completely perfect. Yeah. You just got to learn what's appropriate for that person to do exactly. yeah. and what what their body is capable of doing yeah i think the industry gets too bogged down in that they're gonna fucking ah, and they're cracking up and it's like yeah but they didn't hurt themselves so they're okay yeah it's all good like i've had people saying that like your back's rounding on a deadlift and i'm like yeah i know just gonna do 
I train for that. I'm sweet. Like you should come and watch me roll in jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. when I'm getting stacked and folded like a deck chair. Mm-hmm. You're not going, neutral spine. You're not <laughs> neutral spine at me then. <laughs> Bonus myth, since we're talking about it, deadlifting doesn't hurt your back the way you deadlift hurts your back. Yes. Boom. Boom. Nailed it. Soundboard. That's where the soundboard comes in. Get the soundboard in. Thanks to our new sponsors. Have we got one more? You want to take one um, more and then we'll wrap up? Yeah, again, we've got loads. We could probably do another episode on this. One I want to talk about. Um, eating a banana is as bad as eating a Mars bar. Who <laughs> said that? She'll not make me say Shauna. Okay. okay. Um, eating a banana is yeah. as bad as yeah. eating a Mars bar. Yeah. So For, right. I think the story goes, and I'm not like I'm not going to name and shame people. I'm not in. The, I'm not doing that. But in the past, mm-hmm. may or may not have eaten a banana. For the breakfast and whoever was guiding her on her fitness journey at that point in time lost their fucking mind and was like you may as well have had a fucking mars bar eating a banana you're fucking your progress up blah 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 so yeah so eating a banana is as bad as eating a mars bar do you know what my reply would have been to that right well in the morning i'm having a fucking mars bar <laughs> Mic drop. I absolutely. <laughs> if you're saying it's as bad, I love to have that banana. Imagine how I'm going to feel tomorrow after Mars Bar. Megan was actually telling us this too. Like, you know, Pete, again, whoever was helping her in her fitness yeah. journey previously, um, getting cracked up after eating an orange. Could, they couldn't tell them that they just had an orange. Like, imagine having micros. Imagine eating I micronutrients. I know. Vitamins and minerals. Well, like, imagine what are you them? thinking? Like, you fucking horrible person. No. Shouldn't hang your head in shame. <laughs> Absolutely disgusted that you had a banana for your breakfast. Like that, yeah. That was on the most one. important meal of the day. What were you thinking? <laughs> what the hell? No, yeah. right. I hate there's there's a word that you said in there, and it was the word bad. And I was like, it's just as bad as having a, yeah. a Mars bar. Yeah. Like, why? Why is any food bad? Yeah. That's... I I don't understand that at all. And I used to again. I used to have that mentality of, oh, no, I've been bad, I've been bad. And I was like, nah, I was just not. Been human. Yeah. Been normal. Yeah. Fucking enjoyed myself. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the example that I give when someone talks about, you know, having bad food or having good food is like, okay, let, let's imagine for a second that you're the client here, Andrew, right? Mm. And I'm explaining the concept of why there's no bad food or good food. There's just more nutritious or less nutritious. Yeah. We'll call yeah, we'll it go that. With that. Yeah. We'll go with that. For want the better words here. So would you agree that an avocado mm. is a natural, nutritious, and probably if you were to label it healthy or good food? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you agree with me that ice cream would be less nutritious and probably if you were to put a label on it, unhealthy or bad? Yeah. Okay, so if I had one avocado a day, mm-hmm. and that's all I ate, mm-hmm. do you think that's enough food for me to eat in a day? No. So what I would be doing is putting myself into a calorie deficit there. Yeah. I'm eating less calories than my body needs, so if I kept doing that over a series of time, I would lose weight. Yeah. Okay, so now let's look at the other side of things. If I had one scoop of ice cream a day, we labeled that as unhealthy or bad food. Do you think that that's enough? If if that's all I had, one scoop of ice cream a day, if that's all I had, is that enough food for me to eat? No. 
So what I would be doing there is put myself into what's called the calorie deficit, where I'm eating less calories than my body requires for the day and I would lose weight. So it's not the good or bad food. Yep. In in that sense, if we're talking about calories and yeah. losing weight or gaining weight, it's calories in, calories out. Yeah. As a you know, a very, very broad example. Okay. I ever both of those diets you could sell if you had a good marketing team as <laughs> the best fucking diet ever. <laughs> Probably. Right. What 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 we're getting at there is that you know, like you, you Steve Avocado dad. The st- <laughs> Sorry, not to interrupt. The Steve Avocado. That's a play. fucking cracker. That was a good one. Well done. So but but what we've done there is we've established that the you know it's it's not the food type yeah, yeah. that's making me gain or lose weight. Because mm. let's put it on the other side of the scale. If I had a hundred avocados in one day, would you agree that that's probably too much food? Yeah, it's too much avocado. It's too much avocado. Okay, well, I'm just keeping with the example. <laughs> yeah, too much food, like, it's yeah. too much food. I would probably gain weight being yeah, a surplus. Yeah. If I had 200 ice creams or whatever, that's, that's again, in a surplus, too yeah. much food. So regardless of the food type, it's the quantity yeah. of the food. Um, and then making sure that you're having nutritious food is obviously important, but you want to make sure that you're able to have the the food that you like. Yeah. So if you wanted to combine the two, if I had one avocado and one scoop of ice cream a day. Balance. You, it's it's a balance of those, what yeah. you would have labeled maybe good or uh, healthy food and bad or unhealthy food. Yep. But it's still too little. Yeah. It's still, yeah. Do you it's know what I mean? Too, if I just little, had yeah. it, too little in a deficit, lose weight, blah, blah, blah. And obviously you scale that to whatever your calorie or yep. macro requirements are. But having that balance is important. Yeah. Yeah. So anyone, anyone listening, please. What Steve was getting at here for your breakfast, have a Mars bar and a banana. And a, banana. <laughs> have a Mars bar and a banana. <laughs> so long as it aligns with your current fitness goals. Yep. Yep. That you're not like allergic to bananas or something. Because again, I don't want anyone fainting based on me telling them to eat a banana. Yeah, fuck, don't be dying. So, you know, don't yeah. die on us. We've got another good episode coming next week. So we want you to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> want to keep us going. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's absolute madness. Um, anyone tells you not to eat a certain fruit is bonkers. Um, yeah. Again, unless there's some sort of medical reason why you can't eat it. I know there's something, I think it's grapefruit. Certain yeah, medications you can't have yeah. grapefruit with and stuff like that there. But unless there's some sort of medical reason why you shouldn't have a a piece of fruit or a certain yeah vegetable or something, Mad, it's absolute like, nuts to to say that having a banana stupid, like, is as bad as a Mars bar. Get out. Get out absolute get out now. But like my advice before we wrap up, the avoid falling into the trap of fitness myths, which is kind of how we get started in getting interested in fitness. Ask why. Yeah. If you're not allowed something, ask why. Yeah. Why Don't. can I not have a banana for my breakfast? Why are hill sprints going to make my knees fat? Mm. Those types of questions. Yeah. And if the PT can't give you, or the person who's giving you the advice can't give you a good, reasonable answer, mm-hmm. And they're probably talking shit. And ask why a couple of times, because yeah. what you'll get is some sort of a, a reason. Like I, I can probably imagine that the reason that you shouldn't have had a banana is because there's too much sugar in it. And you go, okay, well, why is that too much sugar? Mm. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or, you know, why am I not allowed sugar? Yeah. Because every single carbohydrate breaks down into some sort of sugar. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you have a banana or you have brown rice or you have a Mars bar and brown rice. I mean, apart from like we talked about the nutritionist or the nutrition behind it. Yeah. The new nutrient density. That's the nutrient density. See, you know, we'll get there. The the two of them break down eventually into some sort of sugar. Yeah. So ask why a couple of times. Yeah. Be curious. You're 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 not here to just be instructed. Yeah, you're, you're here to learn. You're yeah. here to better your lifestyle. And how are you going to do that without learning, without asking questions from someone who is supposed to be helping you and supposed mm. to be teaching you and guiding the way for you? The, the job of a coach is to guide you towards a goal, but it's also to show you like a path. That's the coach. Take you from A to B to help you along. The job of a coach is not to fucking dictate. It's not to tell you. It's it's not that. It's not to take life and lifestyle away from you. It's to better your lifestyle. Yeah. If your coach is starting to do that, like it's maybe time to start questioning. As Steve says, ask why a couple of times. Yeah. Here's another thing as well. Sorry, I know we've tried to wrap this up about three times, but just something gold. just keeps on the head. Gold. Imagine <laughs> that you give that advice to someone that you care about. Mm. So if someone said you, you had a banana for your breakfast, you may as well have had a Mars bar. Could you imagine turning around and saying that to your kid, your mom, your brother, sister, whatever? Would, like, I mean, would you say that to somebody? And if the answer no. is no, then you go, well, why wouldn't I say that to somebody? Ask your coach why. Yeah. Ask your coach why. Yeah, they're there to help you, not to berate you. All biz. All biz. That was fun. That was fun. I enjoyed yeah. that one. It was a fucking, like, book more yeah, honestly like, there's i wasn't even hot didn't i didn't scratch the surface i know <laughs> we probably will revisit something along these lines yeah, again at some point can't wait. if this gets a good reception if this gets us cancelled then we won't no, i think we're pretty solid i, I, think I don't think we offended or hopefully not incriminated anybody so we're all gravy baby um again guys we'll be recording again this time next week probably yeah so we are open to questions we're open to topics if you have any questions or topics that you want covered or answered please get us on instagram my handle is at coach.stevo my handle is at coach double underscore andrew we'd love to hear from you and again if you've got value from this episode if there is somebody out there who has maybe fallen into those myths you see that there is help needed in general it doesn't have to be with this episode if there's someone who could use our information and get value from this show please share it because a lot of this uh ends up going through word of mouth you know yeah. we we want to help as many people as possible so putting it out there would be greatly appreciated if you could share it with somebody you know or on your social medias that us dude yeah it means we can get a soundboard as well yeah and a real life sponsor not that the one at the start wasn't the real life sponsor it was totally legit it was completely legit (laughs) (laughs) anyway take care see you on the next one keep moving forward stay safe